Alex, but lo and behold, Nick Aldis here in the impact zone. The national treasure, the two-time NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, the former Impact World Champion is here on Rebellion. jump early into speculation, but he's out here joining us as we're getting set here for our unprecedented historic world championship matchup. I can't believe my eyes. Nick, welcome. Welcome, please. Nick, welcome. Tell us all, what are you doing here? Gentlemen, thank you very much. Hey, listen. Here's how it goes. The conversations have ended. The deal is done. Nick Aldis is back in Impact Wrestling. Oh, and the first oh. order of business was Scott Demore asked me to be here tonight because the corporate bigwigs, the movers and shakers are here. And I said, no, no, no. For this match, I got to be where the action is because I got my sights set on the world title from day one. So I'm here to see who's going to stand in my way, gents. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. His mother named Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> <laughs> Probably look like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Our impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark like a dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. You then, good wrestling day. I am the professor. Ladies and gentlemen, ODM. <laughs> <laughs> Father! <laughs> I seem to have something uh, exciting happening behind my zipper. Yeah. Dude, there's so many. Just I'm stuck. I Speak, could priest. not. <laughs> priest. I couldn't not look at. We kind of talked. Actually, you brought it up last week, and it's what triggered me when we talked in our top topic about nothing and. You brought up IT crowd is something you always like to, to get into. And I'm like, man, I kind of want to just have it on the background again and just start blowing through. And it's funny because I completely forgot the owner of the company is Denim Renum. I forgot yeah. that his name rhymed because <laughs> I, I, I like Douglas so much better. I think Douglas is the better episodes to yes. me, or at least he's the funnier guy. Um, but yeah, this phenomenal show. And I didn't realize this. Did you... Have you ever looked at or seen the uh, 
U.S. version, the the pilot. No, I refuse to. Moss is in it, I think. Moss is in it, and he plays the exact same part, obviously. Right. But like they went line for not line, and they the person who who played uh, the the Irish guy, and I can't think of his Roy. Uh, Roy. Um, was who's the guy from uh, Soup? Joel McHale. Okay. He played that part. I was like, why? Why did you even take that out? And, put him? and it's funny because Roy's in uh, Bridesmaids. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it's weird because, so, like, if you look at the, the Office, the British version, the U.S. version, yeah. the first episode is a line for line of the first episode oh, yeah. of the British one. So that's not uncommon. Yeah, I Could didn't watch it. Could be that. It. Okay. Yeah. So another fun fact that I found out recently, you know, I've been on this big Arctic Monkeys kick, uh, and there's this one video I was watching, a song I like, and I found out that Moss produced that video. No Music shit. Video. Yeah, crazy. Well, wow. Oh, and... That is something and, in a half. <laughs> and they actually mentioned the Arctic Monkeys on one of... It's the one where Jen meets her old they high did. school friend. And she's talking yeah. about all her successful friends from high school. And she's like, oh, she's uh, A&R at Alistair. Can you believe she passed on the Arctic Monkeys? I think Jen goes twat. Yep. <laughs> Saw them live at a festival once. Did you? I'm hoping to go in mm-hmm. September. It was, uh, yeah, it was back at uh, Forecastle in Kentucky. Hey, by the way, shit, I forgot. We talk wrestling. That's right. Welcome to the Top of Wrestling Podcast, <laughs> you bloody twats. Twat. We can say that on this show, unlike Soraya. We don't get in trouble. But we are going to be talking wrestling today. Look at last week. Could I don't know if it went off the rails. I don't know if there was ever a rail to ever be on, but it, it got different. Can't really say we're ever going to do that kind of topic again, but we're going to definitely keep it to wrestling for at least the near future. And here we are. It's episode 32 of the never-ending season five. I'm excited. I'm the Professor Mark Fantasia. He is the Doc, ODM Joe Rizzo. And today we are talking Monday Night Wars of 25 years ago. We are going to be having our Bring It to the Table with a special edition this week. We do, of course, have our top, you know, the big thing that happened this day in history. And, of course, we got a little bit of news. So, go ahead, ODM, let's break it down every week like we have for the last several weeks. It's got to be, right? Start with CM Punk. CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Well, I got some fucking notes here, so I'm going to blow through this, and I'm going to turn it over to you. Because there's kind of combined two things. I... I had notes on this before I saw you put it in the doc. I had it as kind of two separate things, but they blend together. So let's go. There have been a shit ton of reports of Punk coming back to AEW, uh, coupled with a new show that they're going to be debuting on Saturday. So let's go through these notes here real quick. The working plan right now, according to, uh, I believe it was, was it PW Insider or was it? I don't even fucking hang know. On. There's... I hate to cut you off, but no, I'm going to cut you off only once. No, hang on. I'm going to do it only <laughs> once. I'm going to request something. Why don't we, I know that there's a lot to get through, take each part as is, because I want to quickly hit, like, you know, bring up the first point about that show, say what you have to, go from, and I want to at least give my input, or else I'm going to lose every bit of what I need to say, and it's going to sound really bad. Sure. Well, you just, uh, you do your normal cue for me, and uh, I'll stop, and I'll, or I'll try to come to a, 
reasonable stop in between the pieces spin? of news. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. So right now the plan is for Punk to return at AEW around the June 21st Dynamite, which is going to be in Chicago. Meltzer said that there's a Does meeting. everything have to be in I fucking know, Chicago right? for Exactly. Him? Well, as long as you guys do it in my state, I'll be there. And I'm a huge <laughs> yeah, fucking punk guy. Right. But you notice how everything has pretty much been there. Yep, pretty much. Yep, that's their favorite. So uh, Meltzer said there's going to be a meeting soon between Jericho, Khan, and Punk, and FTR, maybe some others. Uh, try to resolve everything. Tony Khan obviously wants Punk back. Uh, so... Uh, uh, Punk has come out and said he's willing to work with Omega and the Bucks. Uh, Dax has been pushing for the trios match, obviously. That's that's what everybody's thinking. But uh, Andrew Zarian uh, reported on Wrestling Observer Live that the Elite have no intention of working with Punk, and there's been no dialogue. Okay, so excellent, excellent point to stop right there at. Let's first hit the Elite. I still... I'm going to say, I'm not saying, all right, I'm going to back up. I offered the idea once that the scrum was bullshit and that it was all uh, a work. Work, 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 work. Right. Now, I said you can come back and work this. We've been saying this for quite some time. Now, Jer- there is talk of, I think you already said Punk and Jericho. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Punk, or Jericho just a couple of months ago said punk's a cancer and would want nothing to do with him. Right. Yep. He also was just seen in a tweet. I screenshotted it and fuck it. I forgot to even bring it up or whatever, but I think I know what you're talking about where it was a a picture of him and punk sitting next to each other. And someone said, wow, Jericho said, I'll work with anybody anytime or blah, blah. And Jericho goes, not everybody. Right. Retweeting to it. That being said, I think he, is gonna work it. Imagine he comes out. We let's just all right. It's gonna be like the the first dance. Everybody knows he's gonna be there. So you just already said right there the dynamite June whatever it was. It, so it's gonna be expected he's gonna be there. Either you have Jericho come out first or second, right? Yeah, whether Punk or whatever the case is. Right. Immediately the buildup is I don't want you here. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be here. Right. So he's been playing his part. So why can't he work two feuds? One that's all out, one that's all in. I think the elite bucks, I still think that they're fucking working this part. I don't think they have the wrestling acumen to do so, and I think they're a bunch of pansies. So I don't know. <laughs> I think they're I think they're little bitches. And that's why they have trios titles. They made them so they could hold them and have toys. Um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Omega might be willing to break away from that, but probably not. But no, the Bucks are bitches. They think they're the best in the world. They've been shown multiple times that they're not. And, uh, they're cunts and they won't fucking play ball. It's funny. Cause all I keep hearing is in my head about page empty headed fuckheads. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, the show collision. I, it's funny that people are like, well, it's, they're making a show and Punk will be the primary guy on that. Right. And it's supposed to be an A show, not the C show that everybody thought Collision was going to be. Well, yeah. So, and, yeah. well, I just want to say real quick to this point is <laughs> Punk, okay, yeah, you'll draw him a little bit maybe for a Saturday. Uh, Saturday. 
Saturday night to me is the worst night to put wrestling on. I'm sorry. I got things going on. I got gigs. I got uh, traveling, got parties to do. We got family stuff to do. No, I, your viewings is going to suck unless you're putting it at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. Like it was WWF superstars, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Hey, (laughs) boy. <laughs> so my so the thing that's uh, coming out with this is that the new show is going to act as a roster split to kind of keep people away from each other. So I don't think I hopefully they're not going to actually do a draft, but uh, the report is the initial report was going to be a soft roster split, which I, I would take to mean that you know some people would kind of cross back and forth. But not as as of today, it's been reported that uh, it's actually going to be more of a hard split. So it sounds like you know some people you'll see Wednesday, some people you'll see Saturday. I think you need to do a hard split. Look at, you know, when we talk about the early years of AEW, we always bring up, it's funny, I always say, like, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, Darby Allen, right, that match. But there are so many things and people. And next week, I'll just tease it right now, next week is our top topic, AEW. We've been working on this. And it is a... It's going to be our own, you know, rebooking, restart. But there are so many things that they could very easily have gone back to. And there's so many guys that are going under the radar because you have MJF taking 15, 20 minutes for promos. They said they were never going to do that kind of shit. So a lot of guys are sitting around doing nothing. A hard split is well needed in my eyes. I think that's what exactly what you need to do. But I think you got to get rid of Rampage or something. I think that's just a stupid show because it's already with spoilers. You can't do with spoilers in 2023 unless you're Impact and everybody's like, well, it's okay. You are. You guys are Impact. Right. So, I mean, if Punk is going to be on the Saturday show, that's really the only reason I'm going to watch it probably. Because Punk's going to be. you're going to DVR it. You're not oh, going to sit and watch Fuck it live. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You're damn right. You're damn right. Um, but you know what I watched live? Friday Night Rampage when it was live when Punk showed up for the first dance. I actually watched a couple of the Rampages when it was a live Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. Right. You remember they gave that away for free and and Taz was like, if you're watching anything else, because WWE did something on that Friday night. Oh, SmackDown. And he goes, if you're watching anything else right now, you're an idiot. <laughs> they were on fire at that point. A Saturday? Yeah, you don't have me. Yeah, no, nah, it's too. Yeah, Plus you're it's right. Pay per view. That's one I'll work my way around. Sure. Yeah, and we typically do because that's that's a one off. It's not every fucking week. Yeah, but and I'm a loser. Move on with like the, the home, rest so. of your uh, punk news. I think that's pretty much. It. Oh, so are we talking about uh, the uh, the uh, proposed match by some of the fantasy bookers? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I even call them a fantasy bookers. Yeah. I. I'm it kills me that not even just one but two people who are is is one in the Hall of Fame? I know that the one is. I but is yeah. the, is I don't okay. think Bischoff is, yeah. Bischoff and Booker T both think you want to sell out all in at Wembley. Book CM Punk versus Goldberg. Bro, if you want to make me stop watching AEW, do it. Right. Dare you. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. 
Yeah, it's it's made stupid. no sense. It's stupid. Uh, why would we want Punk to be endangered like that? Why would we want that? <laughs> That's probably why Bischoff wants it because following up to that, yo Bischoff really hates CM Punk. If you read some of the things he says, he's like, "Well, fuck him. He's not good for wrestling anyway." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Yeah, but you know." I think it was RVD said it best that, you know, punk is outspoken. You have to be if you care about your job and everything that you do. Like, if not, you're just a complacent, complacent other wrestler. Uh-huh. And, you know, and, and back in your NWO days and your 83 weeks that you jack off so fucking hard about, <laughs> that's what you wanted was an outspoken guy, right? right? Well, you had a couple of them. But that's my point. So. Yeah. You know, it's funny because my buddy, I, I, I may have said this on air, I may not have, but my buddy Spade texted and said, you know, my only issue with WrestleMania is that 98% of them are all the same. They're all just wrestlers. Nobody has a fucking character anymore, man. He goes, nobody commits to just being at least a character. And I, I know what he means. You're not saying you got to be a plumber or the undertaker, but at least something of a character. No one, I mean, aside what, Demon Baylor. L.A. Knight. Nobody oh, wait, really he wasn't it. on the show. <laughs> so, okay, I'm just saying do not book Goldberg and Punk. I think we could blow past the rest of that now. Yep, absolutely indeed. Don't worry. If there's anything else that we missed, we'll talk about it next week when we open up the news about Punk. <laughs> no shit. All right, well, we'll move on to some more news here. So uh, there's been some reports about Drew McIntyre's future in WWE. It appears that... He's got around nine months left on his contract. Uh, The reports are suggesting that uh, Drew and WWE are far from agreeing on terms on a new deal, uh, suggesting McIntyre could leave the company. Um, McIntyre was actually pulled from the April 7th SmackDown, uh, and Meltzer's reporting that he'll probably won't be back until May. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah, probably not. I don't think so either. He did his run already out in Impact and uh, all the indie circuits, went back to ICW. He's not going anywhere. No, I don't think so either. And then there's been some rumors. It's just a story for right now. Yeah, and just to top on that, I don't even know why I'm bringing it up, but I'm bringing it up because I saw saw a couple trash articles about Rollins apparently almost quitting and walking out, and those are just not true. He's fucking staying right where he is. Rollins ain't going anywhere. Yeah, totally agree. So You know, it, it, as far as Drew goes, I mean, I think he's got the longevity to keep staying and do, be the, not, not Randy Orton, but that kind of level guy. You yeah. know, work a couple of decent feuds a year, and that's all you have to do. I mean, I mean, they had him in, what, Team Brazers or whatever the fuck it was. It's It wasn't working. He did the Intercontinental Championship match. I liked it. Now just put him into uh, working feuds like L.A. Knight. Happy with that. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Probably nothing. All right, more exciting news. Dark Side of the Ring Season 4 is going to premiere on Vice TV May 30th. Um, Topics uh, so far that have been announced. Magnum T.A., Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch, Marty Jannetty, and Abdullah the Butcher. (laughs) Now the one thing that I've heard with Marty. Well, the one thing that I heard was that the Marty Genetti episode is to be quote completely nuts. (laughs) Yes. 
there are so many things that I have seen that I want to screenshot and send to you that I'm like, I don't know if he really wrote this or not. Are people fucking with me or is he that nuts? Oh, there's but some weird tweets like- I've seen. Yeah, shit. Like, like was there There was that whole fucking thing where he's like, yeah, I killed the guy back in 89. Yeah, I fucking stashed his body in the river. Like, just weird shit. He's like the white OJ Simpson of Twitter. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for this season. That's good. Only those so far, huh? I wonder if they'll yeah. maybe... Uh, do I think what they did that one season is they took a break and said, but when we come back, here's the other four or five. They did. They did a break, yes. Or something like yep. that. Sure did. I so. wonder who's going to be involved. First couple of seasons had Jericho, which I like. He's going to be uh, back. Narrating. He, good. He's a good storyteller. Yeah, uh, storyteller. I like it. By the way, did you see the new tattoo he got? Who? Jericho? Yeah. I think it's true. I may or may not be right, but I'm like... 80 to 90 percent true upper left uh bicep area or right above that uh that one that he has it has like wings or whatever david bowie shut up yeah i just yeah it just popped up yeah i just pulled it up uh let's see if there's a picture of it it's cool very colorful looking let's see my slow ass computer is fucking getting there. But. I mean, it's not a Pepsi logo. Oh, it's kind of Ziggy Stardust ish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's actually pretty badass. I don't know why Jericho and has it, but okay. From Mars. <laughs> I was just listening to that last night. Uh, uh all right. So yeah, uh, I'm excited. I obviously Jr. probably won't be involved on Dark Side of the Ring. Maybe you never know. I, he he gets so animated, you know. It's almost he's better on dark side than he is on commentary. Because I was watching uh, the brawl for all one again, and he's like, he's like this. You got to bring an idea to the old man. How about this? I don't know. Okay, well let's try that. Like he just he's so fucking weird. <laughs> I just I love him on dark side of the ring. He's he's an old coot. He's like he's like pissed off. Like quite, yeah, he did have that falling out. What what episode was it where he said uh, he felt like he was kind of taken out of context? Maybe it was the Owen one. I was gonna say I think it's either the Owen or Benoit one. Yeah, uh, it was after Benoit. It was one of the yeah, more so controversial, or maybe even Pillman. It was one of the more controversial. Might have been Pillman's. Yeah, it might have been Pillman. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, I can't wait for this next part. I'm so excited. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, there was a thing. There was an event, and it's not the first time they've done it. It's it's like Creator Clash or something. So basically, a bunch of YouTubers box. And uh, Harley Morenstein, who we saw at the event that was in Montreal. Uh, I forget yep. which one. Yep. So he was there with his whole Epic Mealtime crew. He had boxed at least once. It might have been more than that. But uh, this time, apparently, John Morrison is now Johnny Knockout. Mama said knockout. You <laughs> I did not see the entrance, which I wish I did. I did see the knockout. Uh, Morrison was accompanied to the ring by L.A. Knight, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Josh Barnett, Taya Valkyrie, Karrion Cross, and several others. Talk about an entourage. awesome fucking crew. It looked awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I was able to see it. The knockout, dude, he looked fantastic. He did. He did. So uh, afterwards, he called out KSI, who was just at WrestleMania. And apparently, yep. Harley from Epic Mealtime. The Mealtime, Not R-Truth. What's that? The Not R-Truth The, the Not R-Truth. Uh, but apparently, Harley responded by calling out Morrison for a wrestling match, which I don't know that we need that. 
Well, if that's the case, and that tells you that that entire fight was worked. Yes. Yeah, kind of makes it seem that way. Yeah. Ugh. Whatever. All right. Now Whatever. Well, a couple more pieces I gotta of news. I'm gonna one leave up. you. Um, yep. I saw this. I'm not sure if you happened to see this. Did you happen to see Sasha Banks with a guitar? And it was a press conference between her and Mayu from Stardom. Well, did not. Yeah, well, it's really, really, really fucking horrible. <laughs> you find it. She has like a, a toy guitar. And she says, look, it, I tried for like 30 seconds and I hated the promo so much that I didn't want to even put it on the show. I was going to try to put it on here sound wise and I gave the fuck up. But she grabs the guitar and she goes, <clears throat> my you sucks. My you sucks. My you sucks. Yes, she sucks. <laughs> and I go. You are embarrassing the fuck out of us over there. What the fuck are you doing? I was waiting for a boo. It was horrible. And then I saw a part where she jumps her after the conference and she go, she fucking botch. Not only does she botch wrestling moves, bitch botches words too. She goes, I want IUM. I'm going to take the championship. Something like that, man. Like, it was kind of like she... It, Crystal she clear. She I, you, I, me. It, it was horrible, man. She's horrible. Like, anybody else I would have been fine with going over to Japan. Bailey, anybody else. It's funny because there's these reports about Becky Lynch being out, and they're like, oh, she changed, she's another she, one. She, oh, is she going to leave WWE? She blacked no, out her... her and Seth... Yeah, she blacked out her Twitter profile or her pictures, uh, and she changed her name to her actual name. Rebecca something something. You know why? Rebecca Rollins. You can. Yeah, whatever. And you can, and no one's going to say anything to you. It's yeah. because it, WWE doesn't technically own the Twitter, I don't think. Um, but yeah, that's a word line. Dude, you think after last week, Trish Stratus knocks her ass out, she's not going to face her at SummerSlam coming up? Bullshit. Right. Yep. It's. It's a work. I get it. It's fine. But for everybody being like, oh, my God, she quit. Jesus, dude. Not everybody who is, you know, out for a day is not exactly Marks. in the company. Thank you. Uh, upcoming, you know, you know, saying that bad for New Japan is Sasha Banks. Good for New Japan is the fact that they can work with not only one, but two other Japanese promotions within their area. Imagine, and I'm talking big promotions like a WWE and AEW technically working together for a night. Won't happen because of the people you have in charge. But New Japan Pro Wrestling, NOAA, and AJPW all together again, 2023. Three promotions. I think that's awesome. And it's going to be June 9th. And, you know, a, a big component, and, and maybe you've seen this through other people posting it, but he's starting to get a little more love finally. But, you know, a big component to a lot of that is Rocky Romero. The relationships that he builds, he's like a little mini Enoki. Uh, I'm not saying that he's, you know, that big, but I'm saying like yeah, he, well. <laughs> he, no, 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 not like that. But I'm saying he built a lot of bridges with a lot of American to Japanese crossovers, but also... Like he's a part of this with uh, Noah as well as AJPW, so I think it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, hopefully he does better than he did on AEW television. 
hey, you know what? You can only do what you're told. Pretty much. I can only do so good a job at my job when, you know. You don't know how to speak. So, (laughs) dude, I. Oh, come on, man. I told you it off here. Why you got to fuck with me, bitch? (laughs) Oh, we're getting personal again here? We're not. We're not bothering. Wow. Fuck you. Hang on. Let me read the teleprompter here. Aussie. 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 Aussie Open. So this past Saturday night at the New Japan's Collision in Philadelphia, there was a three-way tag team title match for the New Japan Strong Tag Team Championship, who, which was held by Motor City Machine Guns since October. They walked into that night's event, losing it to the team that they defeated back in October, Aussie Open. The other team that was a part of this match was Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi, a dream team coming together and, and working together. Downfalls, Hiroshi actually got injured, apparently, during that mm. match and was pulled out of the next night, which was on that Sunday night. Uh, but Aussie Open is now not only your New Japan Strong Tag Team Champions, they're also the world champions of the IWGP Tag Team titles. Not even the lightweight, we're talking the heavyweight. Right. They are getting pushed FTR style through Japan. Um, between that team, and also there's one other person I have to put up there. Uh, I'll be talking about him soon, but Mike Bailey, in the running already for Wrestler of the Year through us. Absolutely, in my eyes, a lot of matches that I've seen. We'll, we'll break it down for you. But let's talk about last week's moment of the week. I already talked about it once. No need to really <clears throat> break into it too much, but Trish did turn on Becky Lynch. I would assume it's just, like I said, SummerSlam. Dynamite. Did you watch Dynamite? Uh, the important parts, yeah, and there's one thing you didn't put in here that I, I really wanted to talk about. That was the opening of the show. And I'll, I'll uh, go ahead and let you take that. Yeah, so it started off with Darby versus uh, Swerve Strickland. I listened to Cornette's review of it. Cornette didn't like the match. I thought, for what it was, modern wrestling, AEW, I thought it was a pretty fucking good match. There- I don't want to make the, our show reiterating what he said, but what did he think about the spot where Swerve landed on his head from the that big whatever fucking hurricane rana reverse salt whatever oh yeah the reverse rana from the apron to the floor i don't even think he focused on that he focused more on oh they went through all this heavy shit they're taking all these bumps and then it just slows down and they're not selling it i mean yeah okay it was what it was for modern wrestling i thought it was a good match there's motherfucking mud show (laughs) there's one thing i didn't like okay uh darby got on a leg lock swerve immediately starts kicking him with his free his free leg then stops and stays in the hold for the next 30 seconds minute without doing that. And then he gets locked in a leg lock again later. And he, he starts to kick a little bit. Why didn't you just keep doing that? Because it seemed like an effective thing. If you weren't going to use it to get out of the hold and don't do it, don't do it. You know what I mean? Energy out the first couple of kicks. And he realized that, if he did that, he would have to tap. I'm trying to be. Yeah, no, yeah, don't, don't, don't even bother. But no, it was good. And it then, was horrible. You know, and then they had uh, MJF come out. Great promo between him and Darby. Then Sting came out, and I still like Sting, but this was not needed, and it kind of took all the heat off of MJF. 
didn't even take all the heat off MJF. It put no fan base behind Darby. Let yeah. Darby speak for himself. I think having Sting be a part of his uh, persona and character for the last... Been God, too that long. started when Sting showed up, and was that Pandemic? It was Pandemic because they did the cinematic match. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Uh, it's been way too long. Yep. Let him be on his own, especially if we're talking about a Four Pillars match. Agreed. Because then what's going to happen? Are we going to have Jericho start talking for Guevara? <laughs> How about- oh, wait, we have that already all the time. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, FTR. They said that they are now with AEW for the next four years. And from what I've seen, they uh, in their tweet, they said after this next contract, they're retiring. That's what I heard. Yeah, so, they, they announced it uh, at the end uh, after uh, after the show went off the air. Did you happen to see that the nameplates on the tag team championships both say Jay Briscoe? Yes, indeed. Pretty God fucking cool. Damn. So respectful. Yep. I love it. Um, the elite retaliated against Blackpool Combat Club. I still think we're heading to blood and guts. I'm still calling that. Uh, do you remember that time when Vince McMahon was like, Adam, Adam Cole, I want you to shave your head and I want you to be Keith Lee's manager. I don't know if he told him to shave his head or not, but he told him to be Keith Lee's manager basically, right? Did you see how this past week on Dynamite, Adam Cole was basically Keith Lee's manager against Chris Jericho? Yep, came out at the end, kind of consoled him and walked off with him. I don't fucking get it. Uh, all I can think of, you know, the best thing, there's two things that I think of when I think of those two guys. One is the bump that Cole took where Keith Lee sent him six rows into the crowd. Still one of the best bumps in NXT ever. That was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is that picture that I sent to you with the two kids that look like Adam Cole and Keith Lee. The one really oh, yeah. chubby kid and the one real skinny kid. <laughs> Well, speaking of chubby, see Matt Hardy's meal ticket came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to get an Uber. His name back to relevancy? Probably not. Oh, well, actually, yeah, because you know what? And they they barely referenced it this week. I don't know if they referenced it the week before. There's going to be another final deletion match at the Hardy compound. Oh, they they did name it. Because... So, I got, you know, look at it, the only time I'm really going to get into watching NBA, if I have the opportunity, is if a Bulls game is on. And it was win and in this past Friday okay. night on TNT. And they had to face the Heat. I was like, oh, man, shit. All right, so if you win, you're into the playoffs. I'll watch this. Um I'm tired of flopping. Let's just go there. We'll have, oh, you know, we'll have to get into a completely other as bad as soccer conversation. Player. Oh, my God. It's horrible. But anyway, I recorded it on my in-laws DVR because I had our shit going on Friday still dealing with a fucking cold-ass RV that has no electricity. Uh, so I extended the game on the off chance it went too long. And I forgot. Guess what's after that? Rampage. So I actually get to see this promo. And Matt Hardy says that they're going to have a match with him, one of the private prophets. He has Isaiah Cassidy or whatever with him. Um, Jeff Hardy and Hook. And it's happening at the Hardy compound. 
get the fuck out of here. I was like, well, you guys already lost me again. I, I don't, not even that you had me. Let me take that back. Yep. You don't have me. You lost me on Jeff's last run. The most disappointing thing to me was seeing the Young Bucks and the Hardys at double or nothing that night. And you know Jeff was already fucked up that night. It's funny because right now he has a bruised or beat up looking he had some eye. Eye Apparently surgery he had surgery. Yeah. 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 Put a contact lens on. I don't know. <laughs> um so I'm not sure if he had a chance to see this. And we're gonna talk about their pay-per-view in a minute, but Mickey James, she relinquishes her title to end Impact Wrestling this past Thursday, but they did it in an empty arena. Look at it. I went through bad times with the pandemic, you know, having to watch a lot of shitty fucking wrestling, and it was really quiet. Don't do that again, all right? You you kind of brought me back, and it kind of bring me bring a little PTSD. She just did it in an empty arena, and the only thing you see is Jordan Grace and uh, Deanna Parazzo in the back watching on the screens, on a tiny, tiny television that's the, that's smaller than the one in the front of my RV that you use for the backup camera. It was just way too quiet. I was like, I, I like the emotional thing of it, but I didn't care for it. That's one. I just want to bring that up real quick. Um, and we're going to talk about Arnold Grace's match, or Jordan Schwarzenegger, which one do you want to call her? Uh, but SmackDown, Shinsuke Nakamura. He's coming back this Friday. Don't forget it. He's going to be here this Friday. And a few with Killer Cross. Or Karrion Cross. Boo! And I, just before we started recording, I, I saw this thing where Road Dog said that Vince really didn't see him as a, a main event guy or someone that could have been a champion. I'm like, how? Did yeah. you not see the reaction at the 2018 Rumble when we all lost our minds? We were like, oh shit, him and Asuka in the same night? All right, you guys were listening apparently. Cool, thanks. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, he, it's not like he was uh, groomed by Anoki to be a fucking IWGP heavyweight champ. Oh wait, he was. Yeah, that's right. It's not like he beat Brock Lesnar for the title because I'm pretty sure he's the one that beat Brock for the IWGP World Title. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of it. So to me, I wish that he just was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go back to New Japan." Might as well. Finish out your career having a couple of decent matches against Naito, Okada, Tanahashi, a couple legend legendary type matches. Just do that. I'm happy with that. Yep. It's sad. You ruined him. Ruined. Let's talk about Impact Rebellion. <clears throat> Something I actually got a chance to watch. And uh, I'm only going to go through some of the more notable things that happened because this wasn't exactly the most notable thing of the of wrestling that I've watched all year, but Santino Morello did make his wrestling uh, comeback in the fir- first time in nine years, not even just television, but a pay-per-view, and, of course, got the pin after doing the Cobra! <laughs> anyway, Trey Miguel, didn't really know much a whole lot about him, you know, watching a lot of his stuff. He's the X-Division champion. I like him. Good stuff. Good work. And he took on Jonathan Gresham and Speedball Mike Bailey, who I mentioned earlier, who I think will be the uh, big runner-up this year. It was an X-Division championship match that was an elimination three-way. Mm. So you, both guys had to be pinned. Man, they don't do those enough. I, I know, like right? I, it, it's a way better concept. Only certain times in history have I seen it from out different companies. Oh, yeah. Agreed. That's a good one. Yep. And this one was great. The first guy that was 
Penn was Gresham. Yeah. And Bailey was a hometown guy. He's from Canada. And this was in Toronto. Crowd was going apeshit for it, man. I was, I was like, I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on him. But to me, with how over Bailey is and how well he's doing, I think he could very well be in line for your Impact World Championship. Absolutely. Speaking of, the match that was the semifinal headliner, or the, you know, the the second, the first of your double main event, your Impact World Championship for men's was between Kushida and uh, Steve Macklin. I cannot remember. He was in that Forgotten Sons. I cannot remember what his name was before. If you want to look yeah. it up, feel free. Riker. No, no, um, that was Riker. Yeah. I have no fucking clue. Yeah, I can't. Forgotten but Son number he, one. <laughs> he was forgotten. It's, yeah, it was perfect. Um, He actually defeated Kushida, which I knew was going to happen. Especially because before the match begins, as you heard in our bumper in the beginning... Nick Aldis is officially back with Impact Wrestling. So, not with NWA anymore, which, good. Back to a little more relevancy. You went from YouTube to Access TV. We're making our way back. Right. I I like him. I like him as a wrestler. He's just old school wrestler, and I just, he's almost, a William Regal type guy does not fit nowadays. In in a lot of, uh, well, I'm glad that was you this time because normally, a, I know, like, right? Every Thanks time. for calling it out. I mean, to call you out, but like, I'm if you ever hear it, it's usually me. So the yep. fact that you did it, I'm gonna say it's just you this time. <laughs> Mark it, yeah. So, uh, Macklin did win the, the world championship, and Nick Aldis was there. And after the match, Aldis got in the face of uh, Scott DeMori, who is the commissioner or president of impact wrestling and all to stop the beat down and got in his face. Yep. Uh, a match that I, I Do, didn't mention that happened before the world championship was, or wait, did you have something to add to that? I was just going to ask, do you know who uh, Steve Macklin's wife is? Uh, is she the one that won the main event? <laughs> yeah. Talk about a fuck. I didn't realize that until the day after we'll get into, well, let's talk about it right now. Fuck it. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize his wife was was Deanna Parazzo. And they are a goddamn power couple, man. Both champions in Impact Wrestling now. It's a goddamn shame. What happened to Jordan Grace's face? Baby, what'd you do to your face? <laughs> man, I sent you a picture of her of it was it was a top and bottom. Um one on top was her with that chubby cheeks. The other one where she looks like... And her face wasn't bad Remember either. Nicole Bass? She looks like Nicole Bass to me now. Okay. Yeah. That's, it, it, she just, it's, it's not... Wait, listen. <clears throat> more power to her. Seems to be happy with what she's doing. She's a millionaire just from her, like, OnlyFans account alone, you know? So, I mean, good for fucking her, you know? She's, she seems happy. She's doing what she loves to do. Uh, I saw a picture of her in a weightlifting competition. The fake tan, the oil... The fucking chiseled jawline. Uh, yeah, about threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, she won the men's competition. It was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, cancel us. We're already canceled. <laughs> All right, no. It's just I don't like what she did. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, you look better natural. We'll go with that. That's Agreed. what I'm trying Agreed. to get to. Yeah. 
But if it makes you happy, it makes you happy. Like, mm-hmm. like Cheryl Crow, it can't be that bad, right? If it makes you happy. You know what? I mean, but in a couple of years, you're going to ask yourself, why the hell am I so sad? But I can't express it because my face is frozen like this from all the Botox. All right, I'm moving on. I'm, I'm going to try to Yes, let's. So, yeah, she didn't win. Glad for that. There was a five-on-five. Man, I already lost the name of it, and it doesn't matter. It was like a warfare match. Tommy Dreamer versus Bully Ray, both, you know, their teams respectfully. Each team had a woman on it, which was cool. It was war games without a cage. Okay. Only one ring, so, but it was every 90 seconds a new combatant would come in and... One team had the upper hand. Of course, it's always the heels have the upper hand. It's never the good guys that will ever have the upper sure. hand. Uh, but Team Bully had the upper hand getting, you know, the two to three, three to four, five to four. Before the match even began, Tommy Dreamer gave a very, very, very emotional promo with his team behind him. And Frankie Kazarian was a part of the team. I can't really remember everybody else. It really doesn't matter. Uh but the promo was about how his mom had had a stroke and how she's in the hospital still. And she, it doesn't look like she's going to make it. And she's been in a coma and unresponsive. But right before he left to head to the pay-per-view, I think it was, she opened her eyes. Oh. And and this dude was fucking crying during the promo, man. I was like, holy shit. Um, and it was said that after this match, he's taking time and stepping away. And because he's got to do some things. And he said that he, he believes that this roster is the reason that the company is as strong as it is right now, still doing what they're doing um, because they believe and that he's stepping back for a little bit so he can do his thing with his family. Him and bully told their story. It was good. Best fucking part. Bully Ray gets a real ladder. Not the mini one like he did last time. This one, he starts yelling, hey, refs, refs, come here, hold the ladder for me. I laughed. I thought it was great. Okay, now, good for you. Because you turned what you said on Busted Radio into this. I, I like that you turned it into a, sh- into a, a work shoot or whatever, everything that you're doing. Like, you, you made it something. And the refs refused, and he got in their face. And they all collectively just started punching and beating the living shit out of Bully Ray. Like a union. Unity. Unity! I don't know why, but I was like, I'm not even a fan of this shit. I'm not really fully paying attention. I had a lot of other things I was doing anyway, but I had in the background. But I was like, you know what? It was pretty entertaining. I kind of like that part. And it got the big swing for uh, Dreamer to take the win. Funny moment. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of like when Hebner would shove the heels back, knock them mm-hmm. on their ass, you know, something like that. A hundred percent. It was just funny because he got in all their faces and they all just started punching him and he had his head down. So they're all just wailing on his back. And, you know, bullies like you guys don't get the spot off and go ahead. Just beat it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. <laughs> right. it was I, I thought it was a, a good uh, pay-per-view overall for what it was. Right. But I have to ask this. Is it because Scott DeMori is the president or whatever? Are they just strictly doing Canada shit? Because they announced the like next six pay-per-views. You know, kind of like how New Japan will name all their pay-per-views for the year. Right. Which I, I kind of like when they do that at Wrestle Kingdom. They did this. 
kind of, and everything was like in Montreal or Toronto. So I, I don't know when this became completely Canadian based. Uh, yeah, I don't know where their headquarters are, and maybe they just know that that's where their market is the strongest. Well, hey, if that's the case, bring back Robert Rude. <laughs> I know, right? Bring back some of those guys, man. Go back to your old school roots. If that was something I would bring to the table, you know, talking about him, that's what I would do. But I have something completely different. So get the tables. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! It's a special edition today of Bring It to the Table because we got not only us, we have a special guest, man, a guy we haven't talked to in a minute. And fuck it, we'll, we'll just start with him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a minute. Here he is. Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwig. Wing. Eh? It's Night Wing. Really? Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Hey everybody, this is Nightwing. I've been gone for a long time, and for one time I actually don't have a good shit today. I actually have a bring it to the table. My bring it to the table really comes from the WrestleMania night one, where the women's match really should have been the main event. I mean, the men's main event is always the Royal Rumble winner. So why not use the same thing for if we're doing multiple nights of WrestleMania? Night one, the women's Royal Rumble winner is the uh, is the main event. I think it's just the way it should be. And, like, we're long overdue for another um, Evolution pay-per-view. It's just that they have one of the best stacked women's rosters in a very long time. The talent is firing on every level of there, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, even level up if you've watched that show. The, the women's talent in WWE has been very, very good lately. Now, also with that being said, the women's division is very stacked, and I do like the tag belts. I do like having, you know, the two champions, the Raw and the SmackDown women's champion. I like that too, but I'm wondering, is it time? Is it truly time that we have a mid-card women's belt? Like, you know, uh, some form of IC belt or, you know, hell, the European belt, wh whatever. Some kind of mid-card belt. Because there's not a lot to build these feuds for in the women's division. But the women's talent is really doing well right now. So, that's my question I pose. And that's what I bring to the table. He's back? <laughs> <laughs> Did you leave the L out? Yeah. <laughs> it's pun only for the on the family. show. <laughs> only on the show. What's amazing is that he actually got the voice down. Yeah. So he. All right. I look at man. I'm gonna fucking argue with you a bit here. You already know this. You're right, Nightwing. You brought it up. You're right. If you've been listening to the show, he's not right. Yes. The women's match did not need. To, dude, for what was the buildup? Just because she showed up there. Who cares? Better match. You know. Okay, hang on. That's like everybody okay. being like, well, Cody should have beat Roman. Why? Because he was injured for fucking eight months out of his last one-year contract and showed up at number fucking 30. It's not like he did anything amazingly huge to earn the championship. And because my daddy, my daddy stops me around. <laughs> he had fucking ass. My brother had to dress like a woman. 
My point is, he didn't need the fucking championship. There was no real big thing behind it that he had to be the one to dethrone Roman. Yeah. Same to the point that those women didn't deserve the main spot at WrestleMania. However, I am going to agree with you, man. The women's roster is stacked. But what you need to do, personally, this probably sounds really fucking sexist. But A, hire a road agent that's a woman. And I'm saying like a Trish Stratus that's always backstage helping with your storylines. Someone like that who's been in the business long enough so that you know what boundaries you can and can't push. Because guys are probably like, ha, 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 what what if you guys fight about tampons? (laughs) Isn't that great? You know what I'm saying? Like at least a little bit of knowledge. However, you've had those tag team championships since February of 2019. I remember watching it. In a vacation home in Florida, the Elimination Chamber, when Sasha and Bailey won it. God, name me another team that's won it. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. That, that come on, that just happened. That doesn't fucking count. Uh, Nikki As and uh, Rhea Ripley. Okay, fine. You could uh, fine. All right, you, damage like, control warriors. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, your mother. <laughs> My mother's too drunk to be an astronaut. Any, so what I'm trying to say is that they haven't done anything great with no. what they have. No. So I don't think adding a women's mid-card championship is going to help things. Agreed. That's kind of like we're really close to divorcing, but I think we should have that sixth kid right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's just adding too much to the mix. Yeah. I do think you could have a better strong division and – Okay, if you want to have an all-women's pay-per-view, then shouldn't you maybe have an all-women's show? And you can have that all the time, maybe a couple, two, three times a year, four times a year. Make it an all-women's show. I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to say, you know, segregation, but if you want proper time, why is it that you could be on the men's show? The question is, on Evolution, can you at least highlight one to two men's matches? Ooh. Not being an asshole, but I'm saying, like, we've allowed you on our show. You know, I'm going to bring this to the, a worse spot. I was doing really good, and now I'm bringing it down a road I shouldn't. What do you got on the table this week, ODM? <laughs> well, I just wanted to talk about how your video feed looks like a deleted scene from fucking Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm so I scared. Josh is. <laughs> I don't know where he is. Mom, <laughs> I really wish I packed Kleenex with me. <laughs> no, that's not what I want to bring to the table. All right, hang on. It's the, I have no fucking electricity. The window is all we have right now in this room. I'm running a fucking got the winter hat from another building. I do have the winter hat, and I got a winter coat on. Let's hurry this shit along. You know what I realized? I swung it over to you, and I forgot that we went different this week. I have something to bring to the table. Before you tell me your riveting weekend... No, I know that. I don't know. Did I you actually go to this? I, I, no, I didn't. I saw it online. All right. Then go ahead. Bring it up. I want to hear it. All right. So I was just on Facebook, and I saw that uh, one of our local malls, Grease Ridge Mall, had a fucking free wrestling event. Uh, named the Brawl at the Mall, fucking like six or something like that. I was like, where were the first five? Yep. I know, right? Yeah. I, didn't, I had no fucking clue about it. Right in the fucking center this of the mall. This was done... Center directly in front of J.C. Penney's in the food court. Yeah. When I first heard about it, I only saw the flyer, and I, I saw it was later that night. 
Um, a, a guy that uh, I know that listens to the show every now and then, Taurus, had, had posted it. He was actually one of the ones that posted pictures of it and a couple other friends. I was like, I, man, if I had known this was actually happening, like, 20 minutes from your house, we could have went. Yeah. Pre-gamed with uh, the finest chicken nuggets that Rochester mm-hmm. could have offered and really went to this event and sat in the middle of the mall and then got a fucking Taco Bell right next yeah, to it I was at gonna the say same that, time. That bomb-ass cookie stand is right there, too. Oh, my God. The pretzel? Oh, shit. Yeah, all of it. Glory Jean's coffee? I'm just saying. I also used to work at that uh, mall. Anyway. That's yeah, dude. Right. Brawl at the mall. I hope if one happens again, we got to go. That's, that's oh, fuck pretty yeah. interesting. It, wouldn't it be funny? Like, I, see, this is me going to an indie show. I got to have some fun. Yeah, it's a family event. Nice pants. Do they sell them here at any one of these department stores? <laughs> <laughs> um, all I got to bring to the table this week is, you know, there was a lot of great wrestling that happened during WrestleMania weekend. Doesn't necessarily mean it happened at WrestleMania. Uh, but one place that I failed to mention was, you know, a couple of weeks ago, or last week, I mentioned that Sonata is now your world champion. He won it at Sakara Genesis. Well, they have several shows called The Road to Sakara Genesis. And it's like five different shows leading up to it. They tend to do that with a lot of their big shows, Road to This. Which is great, because it's build up towards, oh, I don't know, that show. Smart. How about that? I, I don't know why some companies like to use common sense. Some don't. Anyway, we'll get into that another day when I have electricity. But a match that happened for the KOPW, the King of Pro Wrestling Championship. And remember, this is the one that has all different sorts of, of wrestling rules. You know, like the 30 count, things like that. This was basically, it was called a triad match, which is basically no count outs, no disqualification. That's basically all it was. Um, and it was between Shingo Takagi and Aaron Hanair, who is also in United Empire with Aussie Open, uh-huh. Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb. They put on a fucking 40-minute banger. Hmm. Just got to watch it, and I was like, what, what? how come no one said this to me? But it, it's, I just saw one person mention it. And, and they said it was one of the best ones all weekend. I go, well, I hadn't even heard of it, so I'll give it a shot since it was on New Japan's show. If you get a chance to at least see the highlights, they beat the piss out of each other. No shit. Great, great match. Yeah, good, good one to check out if you can. Sweet. Uh, hey, man, anything that uh, you remember that happened today in history? Well, you know, it's funny. We brought up Abdullah the Butcher as one of the new episodes for Dark Side of the Ring. So, uh, you know, I did a little, bit, a little bit of research. And on this day in history, Abdullah the Butcher stabbed somebody or even himself with a fork. Lovely. Well, I guess let's go to the wars. Worst transition ever. Yep. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? We're going to become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. You want a war? You're going to get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. 
has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! Degeneration X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass! Have a nice day! We got you! If you're listening, why? 
Oh my god. <clears throat> I forgot that happened to be honest with Me you. Me too. A lot of things happened this week. Um one of which I will say, you know, I didn't even think happened this early, you know, in this in the spring, but let's get to it all, man. Break it all down as as DX would say. Hell yeah. As the kids say. 419 Do I still look like it, like it's uh Blair Rich Project? <laughs> yeah, you still do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blair Professor Project. You, you just need you just need the flashlight, you know. So, oh God, he's got one, of course. <laughs> That's a, okay. yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. You're the fucking DVD Nailed cover. <laughs> we'll open Wait, up with... Is that uh, lady behind me I'm seeing right now? <laughs> Spring Stampede 98 in Denver, Colorado. It's uh, branded as a WCW NWO event. You know, a lot of them are these days. We got Tanae, Shivani, and Hina on commentary. They bring up Sting Macho is going to be a no DQ match. As Cornette says, lazy booking. Uh, but it is WCW we're talking about. So we open up with Saturn versus Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg's announced as defending his undefeated record. Um, Saturn bricked the springboard to the floor. We've seen a lot of people brick yeah. that move. It was fucking nasty. He's lucky he didn't fucking paralyze himself. This was by far a Goldberg's longest and competitive, most competitive match so far. It was 8 minutes, 12 seconds, bell to bell. <laughs> um, yeah, Goldberg... Uh, I don't know if he was off this night. Yeah, uh, you know, Saturn uh, Irish whips him into the corner, and Goldberg couldn't find his feet. Like he stutter stepped. It was really weird. Yeah, there was one where he did it on the ropes too, where it was like he, like hit the ropes and then half slowed down before yeah. he hit the rope or whatever. It was weird. A couple of times he did that. Yeah, it was really weird. And uh, for the first time, and for very, very, very unfortunately, not the last time, Goldberg hit a super kick. I swear to God, as soon as I saw it, I go, ah, ah, yeah, I know. Yep. Uh, When this match is over, let's just obviously, you know, oh, well, hang on. Wait, there's probably more to this. You have to. Uh, I was just going to say the flock flocks. uh, Goldberg powers out. Saturn locks in the rings. Goldberg powers out and reverses it into a jackhammer. Crowd blue, but it was it was ugly looking. He, he struggled to reverse powering out into the jackhammer. It was pretty fucking ugly. Goldberg, obviously. Maintains the undefeated streak. And what number did they use? I don't have it in my notes here, but for Nitro, I do. Okay. Because so. what I find funny is I was like, how is that possible if you debuted like three months ago? They, uh, like, yeah, so uh, a couple weeks unless ago. Unless you're doing it on Thunder, Saturday Night, Pro, Main Event, yeah, Worldwide. Two weeks ago. Now me and Hip Hop. Yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, he got his 69th win is what they reported, <clears throat> which okay. is obviously so inflated. So that's my point. It's just, yeah, okay. Jesus It's Christ. inflated. Yeah, definitely. And, and Bischoff mocks people for that kind of shit for, and it's funny they were doing it, you know. Right. Yeah, there's no hey, fucking I'm a Phil way. Brooks guy. <laughs> uh, so what do we get next? We get Chavo, Chavo with Eddie versus Ultimo Drag, Ultimo Dragon. Um... So at one point in the match, towards the end, Ultimo sells, you know, he's hurt, you know, after a drop kick. Ref holds Chavo back, and Chavo doesn't fight him, you know, he keeps his distance. And Eddie starts freaking the fuck out, like, what are you doing? He's hurt. Go after him. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of liked that. I really liked that whole thing, like, you're the heel. 
you're trying to get him to be like you fucking slap him around and be like, what the fuck are you doing? He's down. Go after. I, you know, it's something that makes sense for once. It's always the undercard yep. shit in, in WCW that makes the most sense. You notice that? I agree. So, uh, Chavo finally goes yeah, after Dragon. Yeah, because it, it's it, all the main title shit sometimes just has more of your run-ins. And it's like, yeah. well, what if we just stick to basic with the mid-card? Ooh, I like that. Right, imagine that. Uh, yeah, so Chavo finally does go after Dragon, uh, but Dragon quickly reverses it into a Dragon Sleeper gets the win. Eddie asks Chavo, what do I have to do? And he starts slapping him around some more. And that's that. Next, you get DDP with the website team. He's asked about potentially facing Goldberg, uh, and DDP says he's not thinking about it. He's focused on Raven. So next, we get Benoit versus Booker T for the TV title. Shivani, at one point in the beginning, he says, you know, it's like, it's like arguing with your wife. You just can't win. Bobby Heenan, with maybe the line of the fucking year, goes, Tony, when did you argue with Tanae's wife? <laughs> <laughs> It was fucking great. It was just so quick. He was right there with it. Uh, you know, my, my typical tagline, some matches you just watch. Uh, ref bump, we're going to see a lot of those. Um, Booker tapped, but there was no ref. Benoit pulls the ref up. Booker hits a sidekick over the ref's head to Benoit. That was pretty fucking dope. Uh, that gave Booker the win. Okay. It was not dope on hard camera during the actual finish. Replay looked sweet. When you watch it, just regular, you know, like as matches and succession, it looked like referee Mickey J just was like, hey, Benoit, why is your head down over here? He walks <laughs> over towards him for no reason during the middle of them wrestling right. in Booker yeah. T running off the ropes. He already was walking over for no reason. Right. But you, from the angle they show it, you don't see Benoit pull his hand at all. So it looks like Mickey J is like, huh, I wonder what will happen if I put my hand, my head right here where uh, Booker's about to go. Yeah, fair enough. Wow. I think I just realized I just gave him uh, Richmond's voice <laughs> from in-crowd. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We'll make up. I stepped on a piece of Lego. Really, really hurt. <laughs> All right. I, so, I feel really gloomy today. Uh, next week, Bulldog versus Hennig. Uh, Heenan's calling. You know, they're going down the aisle, uh, Hennig and Rude, and Heenan's calling Rick to come to commentary. Uh, Shivani says, uh, you know, there's a cop there. That, that cop is Detroit's finest. Tanae's like, um, we're in Denver. <laughs> wow wow i didn't even i swear to god i didn't catch that uh maybe i may have skipped through some of the intros because i'm oh, sure like, like you know, we're, we're, look at man i know i've said it over and over but when you put it all together man it's 420 fucking hours of the monday night wars for 1998 so i got a lot that i gotta watch so i kind of may have skimmed through some of the entrances if it didn't matter. You know what I mean? No, 100%. I'm right there with you, man. Right there with you. Sometimes you do it with a Hogan promo because it's the same shit every week. Oh, my week. God. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. That being said, I did miss this that exact part. However, I am excited for you to talk about the rest of this. Go ahead. All right. So so, uh, so Rude and Anvil get handcuffed to each other to prevent interference, right? And Rude stalling as usual. Cop fucking pulls him in, handcuffs him. Uh you know, partway through the match, another cop, quote unquote, tries to interfere or, uh, you know, 
between Anvil and Rude. It's Vincent commentaries too stupid to notice that. Anvil starts choking him out, but during that whole melee, Rude slips his hand into Vincent's pocket, pulls out the key, unlocks the cuff, cuffs Anvil to the to the turnbuckle post, grabs Bulldog's feet. Ref is distracted. Henning runs Bulldog's head into the top of the post. That gets him the pin, uh, and it's just a beat down afterwards. And Neidhart still wasn't letting go of Vincent's throat. He right. held it. Even after getting his ass kicked, he was still holding his throat. <laughs> the funny thing is that you're saying, like, the, the commentary didn't realize it was him. Well, that's awesome. That then You know what I mean? Maybe they don't know everything that's happening. That's good. Um, it took me a solid minute to even see that it was him, too. But once really? they called me, I go, oh, it was. Yeah, it took it. Well, he was wearing the fucking helmet, man. I don't know. When Anvil started choking him and his head went back, I was like, oh, shit, that's Vincent. Huh. Yeah, give me credit for fucking paying attention and seeing something right in front of me for once. Or don't. Okay. That's fine. Um, we'll move on. Prince Ayakea versus Chris Jericho for the Cruiserweight title. <laughs> I'm not hey, giving you the wait. opportunity. Hang on. <laughs> no, no. Next week, we are going to have ODM Appreciation Ceremony where we acknowledge that you caught something for once. Yay! I'm going to Hawaii. Speaking of Hawaii, oh, I have crake anchors. anchors yeah. Wow. Yeah. You like that, huh? I haven't heard that in a minute. Yeah, that's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. All right, let's go on let's before go on. we start really doing it. Jersey Boys, or not Jersey Boys, Jesus Christ. Jerky Boys. Boys, there you go. Open your fucking ears, jackass. Prince Ayakea <laughs> versus Jericho for the Cruiserweight title. Jericho cuts a promo from the ramp during the entrance. He calls out Malenko. Jericho retains, and he grabs Ayakea's, uh, I, I, his wrap, you know, the, the fucking... Skirt. It's not a skirt. It's a it's a solid piece of fabric that he wraps around himself. So a wrap would be the better way to put it. But yes, he puts it on. So then we see Raven with the website team. Nevermore. Next, you get Bagwell and Big Papa Pump come to the ring, and Bagwell's hand is in a quote unquote cast. It's basically just a lot of gauze and tape. Bagwell says the match is canceled. Dude, it looked like the the shit that the when you get a sub. That thick white paper that they're putting it on, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, like a deli, and mm-hmm. that's what it looked like it was wrapped paper. with. It was horrible. It was hysterical. Oh, it was hysterical because it was fucking blatant. Uh, you know, right. Bag- Bagwell says, uh, this match is canceled. My lawyer said not to wrestle because of what Dylan said on Thunder about in, you know wrestling injured. I need a doctor's release, and I don't have one. So uh, Gene and J.J. Dylan come to the ring, and Heenan goes, I've seen a sub sandwich wrapped better than that. <laughs> So there you go. Um, conveniently, too, actually. conveniently, WCW has flown in the leading orthopedic surgeon in the country to come and evaluate you. He just happens to be right at ringside. He starts taking the dressing off Bagwell's hand, and Bagwell pulls back, and he grabs Dylan by the tie with the bad hand. <clears throat> oh, looks like you guys can fight tonight. So we get Buff Bagwell, Scott Steiner versus Lex Luger and Rick Steiner. Uh, Rick jump starts it to go after Scott, but Bagwell takes advantage. The Steiners eventually face off, and uh, Scott powders to the back. Rick chases him off. Luger X Bagwell for the win. And thanks for wasting our time with a seven-minute bullshit nitro kind of segment of yep. my hand hurts. Uh-huh. Good job. Yep, they, they, they typically save that for the pay-per-view. We've seen it. Uh, La Parker versus Psychosis. Psychosis wins. I don't know why this was on a pay-per-view. I guess this was your pee break match, maybe. So Yeah, they didn't have women at this point that were wrestling, really. So I guess, yeah, the cruiserweights were that for them. Right. 
Uh, next, you get your baseball bat match. Nash and Hogan versus Piper and Giant. Shivani calls out the fact that Nash and Hogan are entering separately. Nash comes out to the NWO music, and Shivani's like, yeah, Hogan has his voodoo child music. They don't play that. They just play the regular NWO music for Hogan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, Pinzer announces Bischoff, uh, who's not with Hogan. And then, I mean, if all things stay the same, we get one of the best screenshots we ever get. We get Giant spanking Hogan with the weight belt, and then he literally puts Hogan over his knee and spanks him. Your ass is so beefy, like your mansion. (laughs) How does my beefy hand feel on your ass? (laughs) Beefy Uh, hands. You know... The match was subpar. Finish I liked. What'd you expect? Yeah, I mean, fuck. Because uh, you know, again, it, you know what the angle is. Piper gets the bat first. NWO takes it right away and throws it to the floor. And then the Disciple shows up with another bat, gives that to Hogan, who hits Giant in the back. Uh, he sets up to hit Piper in the hip. Uh, but Piper's able to pull away. Hogan hits Nash in the gut. Piper's able to get another bat, use it on Hogan and Nash. Disciples on the apron with the other bet. He throws it to Hogan. They use it on Piper to get the win. Nash is pissed. He faces off with Hogan. He sets up for a powerbomb on Giant. And before he can hit it, Hogan hits Nash in the back with the bat. Giant comes to. He breaks the bat. Hogan powders. And Giant, in his best Giant voice, yells to Hogan, You're gonna pay! More than he already did with uh, spanking him? Yeah, apparently. He's gonna spank him extra hard this time. Or he's just going to go to WWF. Very soon. Uh, but, I it, man, so this has got to be our buildup, right? I mean, it, that's the split. I don't remember when it happens, but we're going to be getting Wolfpack, I would assume, coming up soon, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I would say that technically it starts on Nitro. Which we're going to discuss okay. shortly. Okay. But, See, I was but, wondering but, that, but, but, but I, not, there's some yeah. division, but not real names. Right. Yeah. No, uh, no sides being taken for, except for like the very few, you know, at the head of right. the table. Okay. Right. <clears throat> so, Which uh, we is get great a... though, because I actually never watched the formation of this and that's cool to see. Yeah. I, haven't, I didn't watch a lot of this stuff. I swear to God, what happens on Nitro, there's one thing I, I really thought was like in June. Oh. All right. Well, I can't wait we'll to get, get there. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, we get a quick spot for Slambury, which is going to be on May 17th. Uh, we get DDP versus Raven. Raven Raven's rules match for the U.S. title. The winner is going to defend the title against Goldberg on Nitro. Uh, they end up on the set, on the stagecoach. The ref looks like he took an accidental bump when fucking uh, DDP came off. It was fucking hilarious. This was very similar to Macho and DDP's matches, uh, both at Havoc and I forget the other one. So I remember they had it set up like uh, picnic tables and stuff. <laughs> spring Stampede. It was Spring Stampede. Okay, that's right. Uh, so, yeah. You know what's funny is that isn't it DDP that didn't he go to Taker and was like, hey, I, this is how I want to lay the match out. I thought we would do this, 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 or some shit like that. It wasn't it him, and that's one of the reasons he got buried. I don't. I'm not familiar with that story. I if know I'm that they buried. Mistaken. I know that Taker. The angle with Taker is where they buried DDP in WWF or WWE. But I think it had to do with because he went to Taker and was like, "This is how we should do things. Let's lay the match out like this, this, this." And like Taker's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's him. But it's funny you're saying that it's it's a lot like the Savage match. I swear, when I was watching it, I was like, 
I think I know who's putting all these matches together. <laughs> it's DDP. <laughs> right? Yeah, it definitely comes through for sure. Uh, fucking sick boy gives Raven the kitchen sink. Um, and towards the end, some guy comes in, hits DDP with a stop sign. Raven hits the even flow, wins the U.S. title legit. Um, I'm sure you know who this uh, unnamed participant was. Brother. Can't say that I did. Oh, wait. Maybe, yes, I do. I do. I do. Horace. Did they reveal it? Horace Hogan. It is Horace. Okay. Yeah. It is Horace. Okay. I didn't know if they actually revealed it or not on Nitro. They didn't. I just, I just, you know, happened to know that that's Okay. I assumed it was him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, For those of you who don't know. Spoiling it. Yeah. Jerk off. It's not like we're, yeah. Uh, For those of you who are unaware, Horace Hogan is not a coincidence. It is Hulk Hogan's nephew. So. We get Michael it's your Buffer. cousin, Horace Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> you know that new leg drop you've been looking for? Sorry. Michael Buffer, as usual, announces the main event. It's Macho versus Sting, world title, no DQ. Um, yeah, they fight on the stage. We get another ref bump. Uh, Macho hits a pile driver on Sting. Sting no-sells it. Liz uh, hits Sting with the chair. Again, no-sell. He ends up hitting a Stinger splash on Liz. And do you think that... At some point, every time that, uh, you know, I'd love that Liz actually got a bump. I've never seen her really take a bump like that before, but she actually took a real decent stinger splash. Not like it was a hard, you know, Mae Young taking a fucking powerbomb off the stage onto a table pump, but a a bump. And not the kind of bumps that Liz likes to take with Luger in the back. (laughs) But besides that, I have to say, do you think that, Every time that they're putting the match together in the back with the boards, and they're like, okay, uh, Charles Robinson, you're going to be in this match, and uh, Mickey James, you'll be in this match. Are each one of the refs going, and where's what's the part I bump in? Yeah. <laughs> Which part do I take the bump? Probably. Because fucking, like, like, five out of the eight matches had bumps. Yep. Yep. And I think it carries over to Nitro, too, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, we'll get there when we it get does, there. It does. It does. It always does. Yeah. Uh, Macho uses the chair on Sting. He puts it under Sting's head for the uh, for the elbow drop. But Hogan comes off, knocks Macho off the top. Sting hits the death drop, but the rest not up yet. Nash comes in, power bombs Sting, and pulls Savage in for the pin. Uh, pulls the ref over for the pin, and Macho wins. Nash pulls up little Nate so he can hand the title to Macho. Hogan and Disciple come out saying, hey, that's my belt. You have hell to pay for this, Nash. Well, just give it till Nitro. Okay, but why is it your belt? I don't understand why Why it would be your belt. Yeah. Sting was the champion. Macho. I, I don't have to break logic down. Yeah, exactly. Part. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, crowd loved it. Yep. Sure did. Poor Sting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, good for him for just, you know, doing the job. He's all right with it, I would assume. Because uh, at this point, two very over people are Nash and Savage. One of the things I will say is I did like a little bit in this era is that matches bled over to other matches or it had circumstances, uh, circumstances, you know, like everything that just happened with Hogan and Nash and that thing. Now Hogan comes out. Well, fuck you. You're going to do that. Well, I'm going to make uh Savage win this championship now. Oh yeah. Kind of exciting for the end. And yeah, man, Savage wins the championship. Exciting shit. Yeah, hopefully he has a nice long reign with it. Uh, we'll find out on Nitro, though, uh, which is in Colorado Sp- Springs, Colorado. We get footage of Nash and Macho leaving after uh, the pay-per-view went off the air. Hogan and Disciple attack him. Norton comes out, takes the title away, and says, hey, title's with the NWO. Let's keep it that way. 
Naturally, we get Hogan and Bischoff and the Disciple this time to the ring. They call out Macho and Nash. You get Hogan sucks chance. Uh, the NWO is finally split, and the only other thing of note that I noticed was there was a shit ton of Goldberg shirts in the crowd. Yeah, they were giving them away. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they must have. There were that fucking many. Uh, Macho comes to the well, ring. Well, I will say that adding adding to that uh, with Norton saying, uh, it's let's keep it here with the NWO, in that part, they also, you see Disciple talk. Dead giveaway when he talks. Really? I was like, that's Brutus. Oh, no <laughs> shit. Like Because he, he said something, he goes, that, that title belongs to Hogan. And I was like, you might as well have just added brother in there and just been like, and I'm going to cut and strut. Holy shit. I could hear the voice. I'm like, because I'm not saying it was, it was totally hidden, but we didn't have the internet the way we did back day. I think it, nobody, nobody was knew. Like yelling out Brutus. I mean, unless they, yeah, they, right? no. yeah, they called it out in that one promo. That was it. Piper did. But it never, right, but nothing major where, right. yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. It's just, to me, I it I was like, just better not, better off not talk. 100%. So, anyway, yes, let, let's get on with this. Savage comes out, and this, I like Savage talking always. Yeah. He rips up. But he dropped the brother, 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 brother. <laughs> no, bro, yeah. So, uh, he he grabs a fan, uh, a fan sign at ringside. It's about putting Hogan over, and he just rips it. Um. Yep, uh, Hogan's in a lot of trouble now. My worst kept secret in wrestling is that I hate Hogan. Uh, he says, I'm the champion, you're not. That's the bomb, brother, okay? <laughs> so um, I'm a big fan of foreshadowing. You know, we talk movies a lot. I know that you're a fan of that, too. You really Something I noticed. Macho has the title over his shoulder. There's no nameplate. There was no nameplate. You know why? Probably because some asshole in the back was like, oh, fuck that. We're just going to have to change it again in 24 hours anyway. Maybe it wasn't made yet. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Well, considering he was a champion, I believe, twice already before that, you should actually already have a nameplate somewhere around. Probably. Uh, So Macho's going to face Hogan tonight for the title. uh, And he says, I'm on live TV. I can say anything I want. And I'm going to introduce the new leader of the NWO, Kevin Nash. Uh, Hogan, you can no longer call the NWO yours, brother. Uh, Macho will make it final when he beats you tonight. And if that wannabe biker buddy of yours wants to get involved, he'll get jackknife. Uh, and if the Kendall wants to get involved, remember Baltimore weather boy? <laughs> Basically just calling back out power bombing Bischoff. From two years yep. ago when the outsider showed up. I got to say, I absolutely love how Nash does, does his... Uh, Brother, <laughs> he holds it for a good. He does, and he does convulse he does like that. that too. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Yep. Um, Raven cuts a promo from the shower. Yeah. Okay. It uh, it's a promo on Coldberg. You know what people do in that shower? <clears throat> they wash their filth off, and it all does not go down the drain. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's just one of the things <clears throat> they do in the shower. Yeah. Pretty gross, indeed. Uh. He cuts a promo on Goldberg, and he calls out that Goldberg is 74-0. Well, two weeks ago, he was 69-0. That's my fucking point. So he... Which is possible, because if it was two weeks ago, he could get to 71-0. And then the pay-per-view made him 72-0. So a couple thunders in there. Yeah, that's reasonable. That that certainly could happen. Hmm. 
Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Math. Gene pushes the hotline. Then we go to <laughs> Conan. Hey, Chris four out of three people struggle with math. <laughs> I say that when we play darts and somebody will hit like a triple and a double and they got to figure out. It happens with Wiesner all the time. He'll, he'll go up to the board and you just see him pick up the marker and stop. And I just go, math. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, honest to God, that was the one thing I absolutely hated about darts. Yeah. Because people are like, "Come on, let's go! Yeah, you gotta keep get moving. it going, get it going!" I want, I, I got hot fingers, man. I gotta make sure I hit my triples. I gotta do my bills and whatever. Fuck off! And I'm over here being like, "You want this to be correct, right? Because if I throw an extra hundred in there, you're not exactly gonna be thrilled, right? I gotta figure out that I have the right number." And oh my god, the fucking tension when it comes to math, anxiety. Yeah, it's a real thing. And if you had a phone, people were like, oh, my God, he can't, he can't add. I know, oh right? God, you can't clown can't yourself. Add. Can't clown yourself. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's always fun. Uh, Gene pushes the hotline. Conan beats Chris Adams. Barbarian defeats Wayne Bloom. Raven's in the shower again. And we go to Jericho. He comes to the ring. He's got an easel with a poster of Malenko on there. Uh, he says, you know, uh, bad news. He is definitely retired. But the good news is he has a job at Harry's Burgers tomorrow. So there you go. After that, we get Jericho versus Juventud Guerrera again. Uh, Jericho locks in the line tamer. Juve doesn't submit. He passes out. Ref calls it. Hour two. Buffer is announcing at the top of hour two. Uh, it's the Goldberg match against Raven for the U.S. title. Crowd is hot as fuck. He hits another shitty super kick in this one. Shivani calls it Goldberg's new move. Great. Uh, Raven tries to powder through the crowd and... Commentary called it out this way. I mean, I'm sure they were, you know, uh, WCW staff or something, but three, four fans just grab Raven and literally throw him over the guardrail back to the floor. I thought it was pretty fucking hilarious. Um, I think that had to be, uh, you're a fucking mark. Really, dude, you think they're going to let just a bunch of fans throw him? It was a setup. No, I know. That's what I said. I said it was probably WCW staff. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that part. But commentary said it was fans. Yeah, but no, it was no. I'm sure gotcha, it was WCW okay. staff, <clears throat> or there were some, you know, like it was a sports team or something there. Who the fuck knows? But anyway, throwing back to the floor, spear, jackhammer, Goldberg's first title. Didn't I this is what I thought was happening in uh, like June. Oh, I know he wins the world championship in July. I, I thought he only held the U.S. championship for like a month, and they're like, fuck it, let's give him the world championship too. Right, for right. some reason, I thought that happened, but no, I was wrong. Wow. I actually didn't expect him to win. But as soon as they said tonight's the championship match with him and Raven, I go, well, how do you do the undefeated streak? I'm like, does he win one by DQ? Right. And I go, no. And then they go, it's Raven's rules. I go, there's no DQ. Here we go. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Crowd loved it. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, LaParka versus Ultimo Dragon. Uh, Eddie causes a distraction. Chavo knocks Dragon off the top. LaParka gets the win. Next, you get Benoit versus Hennig. Rude joins commentary. Benoit starts calling him out. Rude comes down. <clears throat> Rude just interferes. It's a DQ beatdown. Booker makes the save, uh, but Benoit confronts Booker on the ramp, telling him to stay out of his business, and he headbutts Booker T, and they just brawl off to the back. I do like this build up and everything going on with them yeah oh no no great matches too I mean, on top of it but, but i mean just you know yeah. they both have the right attitude they they worked well together no mullet's getting long what's that the mullet is getting long it is on uh benoit yeah, sure is yep 
Gene's in the ring with Piper. He says, I had a bullet st- spring stampede, but unfortunately Hogan had a bat. Uh, it was your idea, pal. He said he's going to return the favor as commissioner. <laughs> I think it was a baseball for the. I, I got it. I got it. For the Hogan Macho match tonight, no DQ. Nobody's going to be running into the ring. You got no friends, Hogan. If you try to powder, I'm sending soldiers to drag you into the ring. And there's not, if we got to go till next week, we're going to make sure there's a winner tonight. There's no time limit. Okay. We'll see how that one works out. No DQ. <clears throat> People can't come to the ring. That makes no sense at all. It does. You're right. It makes absolutely no sense. So next, Hammer, Saturn fight each other. The match gets thrown out because they just brawl all over the place. Brings us to hour three. Pubic enema. Are they not in the same fucking flock? Huh? Yeah, they they uh, Saturn's been yeah Saturn's they've very barely been teasing the dissension between the two of them lately. So it's like they're blowing. I thought so, but it was just weird that they were facing each other out of the blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they didn't really build it up very well. It was a throwaway match, man. Uh, We go into hour three. Pubic enema versus Buff and Pump. Buff gets the pin. Psychosis versus Booker T for the TV title. Booker retains. Uh, Brian Adams versus Luger. Vincent tries to get interfere. He gets racked. Conan comes in. He gets racked. Adam breaks it up. No DQ. Luger wins with a forearm. Okay, here we go. The main event. Hogan versus Macho. World title. No DQ. No run-ins. No time limit. Uh, But Disciple comes to the ring with Hogan. Okay. There's your first one. Hogan actually locks in a figure four at one point. We get another ref bump. Uh, Disciple takes him out after Macho shoved him down. Disciple interferes. So, so much for that. Uh, <clears throat> puts the title on Disciple's shoulder and hits a stunner on Macho. I thought that was unique, you know? Uh, yeah, it was like, really, I mean, it was unique to put the title on your shoulder and do the stunner, but I'm like, okay. Did you really have to, as soon as the disciple came in, you're like, and by the way, you're going to do Stone Cold Steve Austin's finishing move considering he's the hottest thing in wrestling today. Yep. Sounds about right to me. Sounds about right to me. Uh, Yeah. Nash runs in. Bischoff grabs his leg. Hogan and Disciple try to hit Nash with the title, but Nash ducks. Uh, It's just a big schmoz. Hogan gets powerbomb. That gets a big pop. Um, He drags Savage on top of Hogan. He pulls Nick Patrick up. But Bret Hart runs out and hits Nash with the title and rolls Hogan on top of Macho. Hogan wins the title. Heenan goes, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Which is funny because this is how I, that's how I felt. I'm going to throw up. Piper comes to the ring to confront Bret and Bret just decks Piper. There you go. Good night, folks. <laughs> Do you think when he got to the back, people were like, hey, man, great ad lib on that. I'm going to throw up line. Wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Sure. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, man. Raw. Raw. Long Island, New York. Go home show for Unforgiven in your house. Uh, as usual, recap last week's main event. Kevin Kelly's at the cemetery. Heard, uh, Long Island is the most magical place on earth. Well, if you're MJF, you know. You got the key to the city. Uh, Kevin Kelly's at the cemetery doing a remote, uh, you know, where they're expecting to see Taker and Kane and Paul Bear. Uh, rumors that Kane and Bear were there earlier in the day. We get the dude love show called the Love Shack. Vince comes out, takes the mic. Um, 
He tells uh, Dude Love You, you prevented my opportunity to humiliate Austin, finding you 50000 Don't ever interfere in my business again. And then Dude cuts a promo on Austin. This was just painful. I did like the uh, magic bus that he had behind him. Yeah. Like it was School like cardboard. Bus, magic bus. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what it reminded me of. Everything was all like tie-dye color behind him. And he had like a a rubber fucking couch yeah like it was the inflatable furniture like an, an inflatable yeah, yeah exactly yeah uh let's see we get comma versus farouk in a long island street fight uh but nation comes to the ring through the crowd uh, mark henry's carrying a keg uh comma has a ftw shirt on but nwo style uh then we see shamrock and blackman backstage with weapons they're being held off by officials um Slaughter and officials keep Nation at the top of the ramp, but Farouk wins with a spine buster. So there you go. Farouk actually gets a win. DX is backstage. They're rewatching the video of them pissing all over DOA's bike, and, and Badass is like, hey, man, you notice you were at Triple H, you were, you were the only one that wasn't fucking you know, participating. And, uh, you know, Gunn is really hyped about Triple H showing his cock to everybody. Not exaggerating. Yep. That's legit what nope. happened. Nope. So yeah, no, got really excited to the point of, go ahead. Yeah, DX comes to the ring. Triple H is in a trench coat. Uh, Triple H calls Sonny skanky. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, LOD, if you and skanky want to come on down here, I go, ho, ho, ho. <clears throat> yep. So, Triple H is going to be facing Owen on Sunday at Unforgiven. Uh, he just makes a bunch of dick jokes. They keep showing milfs in the crowd who are loving every minute of it. Uh, gun loving There's it. There's one thing that he, when Triple H is doing his promo, I don't know if you have it word for word, but the last word he says is it sounds like he's saying we get all the chicks, but it sounded like he really said all the chickens because he has to do his ends. Uh, sounds like he said chickens. Hmm. I thought it was really fucking funny. Well, chicken heads, but, you know. Sure. But yeah, the, the the MILFs are going ape shit for this. Oh, they are. 100%. And the, crowd, and the cameras are catching them, too. Uh, so they start... I love cocks, too! <laughs> they all huddle up and start preparing, and China gets all giddy for a second. That was fucking hilarious to see. And that was awesome. She she goes, yes! Yeah, yeah that's right. Go, yeah. That's the most emotion I've ever seen yep. her do. That was awesome. Yep, 100%. Except for that one night in China. Yeah, well, okay. Triple H just has a water cannon and he starts money shotting into the crowd. Uh, the LOD music hits. They come to the ramp with Owen and Skanky. I mean, Sonny. Fuck. Uh, Slaughter, Slaughter stops the faces. Uh, there's a time and a place and now seems like the time. So why not have a six-man tag match? That'll be the main event. Which I have to say, by the way, they've kind of half referenced it. There's a pay-per-view this Sunday. Yeah, I just said that several times. But like, no, I'm saying, like, but I'm saying, like, their half reference. I mean, like, this match. There's a time and place for this. This match you could be putting at the pay-per-view. There's a lot of things you could be doing at the. You know what I mean? It, right. Well, they already have Owen. They just, yeah, they already have Owen versus Triple H and the LOD versus the New Age Outlaws. So we don't even have a fucking World Championship match set yet, do we? Uh, we will shortly. That's my point, yep. though, is we're away, we're six days away. Yep, 100%. Just saying. 100%. Uh, Vince is pacing backstage. Some intern gives him coffee. Her hand is shaking in fear, so they're really pushing this fucking, 
you know, evil McMahon thing. Mister. Uh, yep. You get Mosh versus Dan Severn. Severn wins. We get Kevin Kelly back at the cemetery. Oh, my God. He's like... He's like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. Taker came, and then he left right away. All of a sudden, Taker just grabs Kelly by the throat. Uh, Where are they? Where are they? Apparently, Kane robbed the graves. That's the impression that you're under, Um, but we'll find out shortly. Uh, Goldust versus Bradshaw. Wait, hang on. Wait. But wait, wait. But as soon as that is over... They come back from break. Ah, uh, yes, first and it's thing Kelly. You see is Kevin all, Kelly yeah, there, all exhausted, fucking holding his throat. I, I don't know like, what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he was a, uh, he, he was he was kind of mad, <clears throat> and I was like, just. It brought me back to the Pelman thing. I'm like, I do like when they do these night outdoor shoots. They're kind of fun. I know, right? It's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. So next we get Goldust versus Bradshaw. Luna cuts a promo on Sable. Kamikaze runs in. It's a DQ. Uh yeah, they go after Bradshaw and leave through the crowd. There you go. I think Goldust ran out of gimmicks. All of a sudden, he's just going back to straight Goldust. I know, right? They did show the fucking thing from last. Well, well, later they do. They show the, the clip from last week. I just, I still love that with Dustin. Stop it! You're hurting me. That <laughs> <laughs> was fucking great. Uh, we see Austin show up to the arena just in time for the War Zone. So Austin comes out promo on his next opponent. Conspiracy between McMahon and Dude Love. And uh, he just cuts a promo, and he, f- he fucks with everybody. He runs down a photographer. He gives Fink the evil eye. He grabs the Spanish announcer by the fucking collar, and then he fucks with the cameraman at the top of the ramp. He's pissed. <laughs> Next, we get the Funk Brothers versus the new Midnight Express with Cornette and Severin. Hearst shows up, show, uh, is shown pulling up to the arena. Scorpio gets the pin. Severin attacks him post-match. Uh, Funk throws a chair into the ring, and the heels powder. There you go. Next, another Val Venus vignette. Gets out of the shower. There's some broad in there. Make that two. It's the same two from last week. Yep. Yep. I hope they shot that back-to-back rather than keeping the one around. I thought you said I hope they shot him with penicillin, but, you know, either way. (laughs) Rubber broke, man. Shit, I almost went two for two and almost knocked everything off again. <laughs> I know, right? That was so great. <laughs> uh, it wasn't. Sable comes to the ring in a nightgown. He's inter- she's being interviewed by Michael Cole. Um, we get a pop for Luna saying she's going to, you know, Luna said she's going to strip Sable down of everything, including her bra and panties. That gets a pop. And JR goes, and you'll only see that on WWF pay-per-view. Only a WWF pay-per-view. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> Sable says, I don't care if Luna takes all my clothes off as long as I get my hands on her. Good night, folks. There's still more. Uh, Bearer is shown getting out of the hearse with Kane. Bearer looks like he's been grave robbing. They did a good job with that. Michael Cole interviews Vince. He says, I'm not going to dignify Austin's claim with a response. Uh, I was ready for Austin last week. I'll be ready for him this week. All right. So I was wrong about uh, Triple H and the New Age Outlaws versus LOD and Owen being the main event. It's actually up next. Uh, yeah, China basically absconds with Sonny over her shoulder. That I never thought of that, but that's going to stay in there. Uh, the ref gets distracted. Hogs pleading with China not to hurt Sonny. And X-Pac comes and uses a chair on Animal and Gun gets the pin. 
please don't hurt her. We're going to run a team on her tonight, me and, me and Animal. Train We're going to give her our doomsday device. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Remember, they were backstage with her and, uh, and Tyson that one time, so. Yikes. You just need to love somebody. Well, hello, I'm Skanky. I mean, Sonny. <laughs> have we met? All right. Bear and Kane have coffins with Taker's parents, and they start wheeling one to the ramp, and they come out there. Taker couldn't attend the funeral when they died, so I brought them here so you can have one now. Look at these cheap pine boxes I put them in, the cheapest that I could get. Lights out, bell tolls, Taker comes through the crowd. Bear says, pour the gas, Kane. He douses the caskets. Bear tells Taker to stop. He doesn't. Lights the casket on fire. Taker goes to run him down, but Kane grabs him. Choke slams him through the other casket, and the cameraman makes sure to get a shot so you can see that there are bones in the casket. There is a bone in there. There's a yep. bone. I had the exact same thought. I, as soon as I saw it, I go, and we're zooming in to make sure that we see a bone as in there is a dead person in there. Okay. Yeah, because there, there's really not. He, it was just an empty casket with a couple bones in it, pretty much. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. What? Really? Uh, oh, man. Bear looked pretty dirty. Yeah, he did look pretty dirty, man. He's a dirty motherfucker. So did Sonny. I mean, Skanky. <laughs> skanky. Cole says, uh, this is great. Cole fucking with his best-selling job ever. Not really, but he says, the, the remains have been taken to a more secure location, uh, and, and the Undertaker's escorted them, and uh, I'll never forget the look on Taker's face. <laughs> 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 and the Oscar for yep. Raw's best Jesus Christ that was that's pretty funny I he did you're right it was uh I kind of I may have blown past that I don't think I actually really saw that that's hysterical but watching you do Michael Cole's impressions even better yeah hey, you know you hit every once in a while so uh, Vince comes to the ring he joins commentary for the main event which is Steve Blackman versus Dude Love Vince brings up he's going to be at ringside for the title match at Unforgiven which will be Dude Love versus Austin um, this was fucking I, I, I Dude Love locks in an abdominal stretch and ding 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 yep, half a second later the bell rings Blackman like no sold it like what the fuck's going on here? He like just he he just escapes the abdominal stretch and it's like what the fuck is going on here? And commentary like he was never in one. Kind of like when you see a guy in like a funny thing like he's in jail, opens the jail cell door right? for a second, and then goes back. Yeah, in. pretty much you need just walked out of the escape. He escaped out of the abdominal stretch, no problem. Yep. It was fucking hilarious. Even the ref was confused. Commentary's like why the bell ring and Vince goes. I mean it's pretty obvious. Why to me? Oh. Okay. Blackman confronts the timekeeper, grabs him by the coat, and just fucking beals him. McMahon takes off his headset and tends to him. Austin runs in, hits a lariat on Dude Love. He beals McMahon, lays the boots in. Dude pulls him off. Austin and Dude Brawl. McMahon is in the ring with his jacket off. Um, stun, or, I'm sorry. Austin hits a stunner on Briscoe, then Patterson. Dude stops him from getting to Vince. McMahon powders up the ramp. Uh, dude and Austin brawl, and uh, Austin chases Vince to the back as the show goes off the air. And I just learned what the word Beal means. Okay. <laughs> Swear to God, never heard that word before. Really? But I. But then when you said, uh, yeah, but then when you said that Austin did it to McMahon, I go, two in a row, I guess that's Yeah, commentary exactly uses it, everyone. by their coat or shirt. Yeah, commentary uses oh. that. Yeah, usually it's by the hair, you know, but same concept. Oh, uh, okay. 
same concept. Yeah, no, because when Blackman did it to the timekeeper, his ass flew. I think yeah. the timekeeper was auditioning that day for a spot to be a wrestler. <laughs> it was good shit. I liked it. And now we're heading into the pay-per-view for next week. I'm in, which is uh, Unforgiven. In your house. Which we have. In, and we also have the uh, Inferno match. So we got the world title match. And China's going to be in a cage. That'll be fun. And a brawn panties match. Yay! <laughs> You can only watch that on WWF pay-per-view. <laughs> you know where else you can watch it? Pretty much any movie. Mentos fresh is full of life. Mentos, the fresh maker. What? Is that what we're doing this week? Mento? Come on, man. I thought it was a really good one. <laughs> good and terrible. <laughs> all right, man. Do you know why I said that? It's all I can really contribute this week. Never heard, never seen. ODM, explain. Memento. Great movie. Check it out. Good night, folks. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Almost could have been five words, but it's not. Go ahead. So, uh, you, you familiar with Christopher Nolan? I mean, I know you are. I just don't know if you're familiar yes, with yes, his yes. work. So for those of you who don't know, Christopher Nolan is one of the best directors of modern times. He has done the new Batman trilogy. He has done Inception, uh, The Prestige, Interstellar, Tenet. He's actually got a new movie coming out this year. It was supposed to be July. I heard it might get delayed. Uh, it's called Oppenheimer. Uh, you know, the, the, basically the, the godfather of the Manhattan Project. Uh, just a stunning, stunning filmmaker. Uh, he is amazing. Anything, any movie that he has done, I love. I will watch. Oh, uh, fuck the war movie that he did. Um, what the fuck is that called? Damn it! Now I'm pissed. Anyway, irrelevant. Dunkirk. Saving Ryan's Prime. Dunkirk. That's what it is. Oh. <clears throat> so Memento is actually his first movie. Uh, Guy Pierce, um, the chick that plays Trinity in The Matrix. I can't remember her name. Uh, Joey Pants is also in a movie. Those are your three main characters right there. What's interesting about this movie, it's based on a short story. Uh, I think of some French author, if I'm not mistaken. But this movie is filmed backwards. Now, I don't mean like it goes in reverse. Basically, what you see is you see the first scene of the movie is the end of the story. Chronologically. And... Oh. Then after that scene is the piece that happened chronologically before that. So at the end of the movie, the last scene that you see is the first part of the chronological story. Now they interlace it. They interlace it with black and white scenes and the black and white scenes. I'm trying to remember how this works out is that I actually I think is the very beginning of the story, but they interlace it. So Guy Pierce's character his wife was killed in a home invasion, and he has spent his years trying to find the killer. The problem is, is that he was also attacked during that invasion, and he was rendered with no short-term memory. So if he meets you, 10 seconds later, he doesn't remember your name, doesn't remember that he's met you. So he carries around a Polaroid, and when he meets people, he takes their picture, he writes down their name, and he takes notes as he needs to. 
Then you start seeing that he has tattoos all over his body because he can't remember anything. The tattoos are clues into who killed his wife. Jeez. It is a fucking crazy, crazy movie. It is fantastic. Really good. Gotta be honest, I was gonna say, do not give uh, too much nope. away because I feel that, you know. I'm, like I'm I, stopping there because like I can't really give. I can't really say much more. I, the only thing that I'll say is there was a cool scene. Again, you know, when you watch wrestling, you look for the little things. You look for Eddie yelling at Chavo, "Go after him, he's down!" Right? Right. There's a point where Carrie Ann Moss, that's her name. Carrie Ann Moss wants something from this dude. You know, they they want something from each other, but she's manipulative and she knows that she can fuck with him. So she gets him really riled up to the point where he slaps her and draws blood. Oh. Before she does that, though, she hides all the pens, all the papers. After she gets slapped, she goes, sits in her car for about 30 seconds, 15 seconds, whatever, comes back in. He's scrambling, looking for shit so he can write down. She's fucking with you. She's fucking with you. By the time she comes in, he completely forgets, and she fucking takes advantage of him. Damn. I'm impressed. Yeah. You know, it's nothing close to it, but a movie I kind of like that does a lot of weird uh, mental fucking around with you is... uh, Eternal Sunshine of Spotless spot, Spotless Mind. Yeah, Jim yeah. Carrey. Fantastic. About movie. to reverse it and say, yeah. yeah. Fantastic movie. Another good one that just yeah, it's just it's a good thinker. This one, the ultimate Tarantino. You start with the ending and go all the way to the beginning. It, That's cool. I'm yeah. gonna have to check this out. I'm excited about that. And it's weird because again, you get those black and white scenes interspersed. And that again, yep. I'm pretty sure because the last black and white scene, it shows him walking out and it transitions to color. So that's where that all fits in. So again, it's just really weird. Um, I always heard I have it on DVD, and the DVD menu on that's all fucked up. Apparently, there's a certain sequence you can hit where you can play all the scenes in chronological order, which would be cool. Just you know, oh, no after seeing, but you really should see the movie the way it's intended, the way it's filmed. Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely a stunning movie. It's a, it's definitely worth a watch. Nice, excellent movie to uh, to bring this week. I'm impressed. And next week. We're back with the top topic, and I'm not sure if you guys heard this. AEW, Tony Khan, he uh, Adderall's a hell of a drug, and he hired two new bookers. And next week, they are The Professor and ODM, and we're going to show you how things should be done. And what's funny is that we never anticipated, you know, heading into not just Double or Nothing. We got All Out, All In, Forbidden Door. So, I mean, we got a lot of, you know, things that we're going to be trying to book towards and how we would make things a much better company but not just that of course we're keeping things going next week we got unforgiven 98 with the monday night wars we'll also be back with more news as always and of course something happened next wednesday in history but as always i'm the professor i bid you a farewell appreciate you guys listening to the top of wrestling he is odm he's leaving you with five fucking words skanky in the doomsday device my favorite porno the top of wrestling podcast is brought to you by the top of wrestling podcast your hosts are the professor mark fantasia and odm the doc joe rizzo feel free to reach out to the show by email at the top of wrestling at gmail.com 
on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. Oh, no, did I? I thought you did. Just say 420 because it makes sense because that's the date of the episode. You got to do that. I know, but it's I gotta. I want to keep going upwards. With I numbers. understand. I understand. You can make an exception. Probably going to forget we even had this conversation. <laughs> Speaking of 420. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I got to act like it's the day. Yeah, right. And wait, hang on. You said it, it uh, airs that day. It doesn't. It airs the day uh, before. What's that? It, uh, it's the day, day after the, the show before. comes out. Yeah, yeah. I think we're releasing. Yeah, we're, we would release on the nineteenth, unless you want to release it on the twentieth. Give you an extra day for editing. No, no you want to just yeah. do Wednesday. No, I already said this Wednesday. Okay. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Did I say it's Wednesday? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'll probably forget we had this conversation. <laughs> 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 on that note. <laughs> <laughs> flip are you looking at? I think this is funny. I think this is some kind of mother flipping joke. Mother flippers think everything's a mother flipping joke. Well, let me tell you, the jokey ain't no jokey, sucker. Look at me and what do you see? Just a badass brother who made a mistake. Mistake. And now I'm staring at you, Gims, every flipping day. So what's my story? How did a brother get here? Well, I'll tell you. It all started when I went to fix a printer on floor seven. As I recall, it was a Tuesday. 